Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And and Matt, I'm going to tell you why we're recording late, which I didn't yeah. want to tell you beforehand. So okay. this is a, a little look-see into what's going on in my world. Okay. So last week, Friday, was Teacher Appreciation Day at my kid's daycare. Okay, yes. But last week, Wednesday... She got sent home from daycare because she had a fever and was sick through the rest of the week. So all of the I, things... I, that, yes, I remember that because yeah. you were you were dragging last week when we talked. Yeah. Well, so all of the things that happened because of that meant she didn't go to school on Friday. So we missed Teacher Appreciation Day. Got it. So the cookies we made, not, no good. The <laughs> card we made, not delivered. So... Tomorrow, as a make good of the final day of the semester, we're bringing cookies. But okay. there are two of us and one of her and cookies. And we had to figure out who was going to do bedtime and who was going to do the cookie prep. And so I did all the prep and then I felt my pocket buzz and it was you saying, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> So then I had to go run back to the nursery to let my wife know the cookie dough is all made and that she needs to do this when she's done with with putting the kid to bed. So so what I thought would be a much smoother process turned into basically me doing half of one job and handing all the rest to my wife. I mean, I, I think that's something to be proud of. I, I mean, it's a, I was a sitcom dad right there. I was yeah, incapable yes. of yes, doing the, yes. the one task. I could see I like it. Ray Barone style. I'm in the kitchen. Sure, I don't know what's sure. going on. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Now, without a doubt. Yeah, very much uh, right, right out of a TV script. So anyway, now that we're here, we're going to chat a little bit about the ASU transfer portal results and signing day because... Yeah. Crazily enough, high school kids also committed this week. Man, it's so it's so yeah. I mean, crazy is the way to say it. You just you you lose track of what's going on and and who's who. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I have a good track on everybody because I sure don't. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we are. And uh, I mean, like next year, if the timeline stays the same, it's going to be even crazier because this will be the first week of the playoffs next year. And and potentially signing day transfer like uh, it's crazy, but here here we are. Yeah. One, if there's another random two week window of everyone being eligible. Right, right, yeah. Which is now, I guess we we should touch on that now. Apparently, that's through spring sports. Yeah. They they said it's good, you know. So so basketball. We talked about the idea of like basketball players being penalized for only playing two or three games. I guess that is now out the window, which I think is fair. Like, uh, I mean, I think that's a, a solid decision. We we discussed the the downside of what it seemed last week, and it turned out uh, that it's not going to be that way, I guess. Yeah, which I think is, like you, I agree, the right call. You know? I mean, it's just, it's it's difficult to, to say, you know, well, you could play, but uh, two weeks from now we may say you can't, and then that costs you an entire year, that... That feels like a, a shot below the belt. Well, uh, especially so, when you have football yeah. where you can play four weeks and still redshirt. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true, yeah. So, I mean, it, it makes it interesting for – I haven't 
you know, I haven't heard this come up much, but for football players, if a football player wants to transfer a second time, which I'm sure there are some out there who have and are, you know, they're, they're going to go in, I guess, with the idea that they're maybe going to be eligible right away. I mean, I guess it's a lot like last year. We had a couple guys like that. There were others in the same boat around the country that like, Oh, they'll do the waiver process and will they or won't they type of thing. Yeah. I am cautiously optimistic that there will be a clear resolution by fall one way you'd or the hope other. So. You'd hope so. I mean, I, I just keep going back to like the thought of as, as a fan, not as a, you know, objective party, but as a fan, you know, do we really want to open Pandora's box even more? And maybe we don't have a choice to, but to, to allow, you know, to basically allow, you know, free transfers, no matter how many times you want. I mean, it just, man, if you're a, if you're a college coach, you kind of got to be like pulling your hair out a little bit with this. Right. I, I mean, you know, we talked about like, get the, get the guy who's, you know, who spent one year at another school and, and is in the portal because then you feel like, all right, we, we got him for, you know, two, three years, whatever. Now it wouldn't even feel that way if this if this continues this. It's going to be like you got to re-recruit your entire roster every year, it feels like. Yeah. Which I just don't know if that's healthy. I mean, I, well, I it just, I mean, uh, what it leads to is then we need to have contracts. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's not. I don't think it's good for, you know, and I, we'll just use a, a position that's prominent, a quarterback, to, you know, like, oh, a highly touted freshman quarterback goes to USC, uh, doesn't play much, so he goes in the portal. He goes to, uh, you know, LSU the next year. He plays some, but he gets benched. So then he leaves LSU and he ends up at uh, Texas Tech, and he plays well there a couple of years, and then he goes uh, for his last year to – Ohio State, like, I mean, God, do we really want that? Uh, like, we're getting some of that already with guys at three or four schools. JT Daniels, you know, played for four schools. Uh, but, man, uh, it just feels like the Wild West is, is uh, I mean, we're probably already there, but it's just going to get wilder. Oh, yeah. It, it's crazy. And, and, I mean, you know, that transitions us nicely into the transfer portal. Right, right. And, I think as an ASU fan, you've got to be happy with what you're seeing. I, I I saw the highlights and read the quotes from the Dillingham presser. Yeah. Um, the idea is we are in good shape because we retained the guys who we wanted to retain from last year. Yeah. And we got the guys we wanted to get. Um, a lot of focus on this Polynesian pipeline for offensive yeah, line. That. Yeah, yeah. Which has always been a thing at ASU. I mean, yeah. you know, like I go back to the years that, that we went to school there and I worked there for, you know, a couple of years. We, had, we always had several, uh, you know, offensive linemen, uh, you know, from Samoa and, and, you know, Hawaii and stuff like that. You know, so it's, it's uh, you know, it, I mean – it's a logical connection, uh, you know, on the west western part of the U.S. We're not really west coast, but close enough, yeah. uh, you know, closer to home for them in a lot of ways. So, uh, hey, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to what to make of each one of these guys yet. I have no idea, but you know, I, I I'm pleased 
Uh, I'll say the same thing I said last week. I'm pleased at least that we were we were and continue to be aggressive in going after uh, you know a lot of uh, new faces because clearly what we had last year wasn't good enough. So you got to do something. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think what we are seeing now is Dillingham's plan, right? Like the the Texas recruiters got a bunch of good high school guys from Texas. Yeah. True. Now you bring in a Polynesian offensive line coach and lo and behold, you get a lot of Polynesian offensive linemen <laughs> when we yeah, need, when yeah. we need linemen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely an area that we had to improve <laughs> and, and hopefully we have, I mean, we won't know for sure till, you know, September, October, uh, you know, we get a few games under our belt, but you know, it seems like, there's an attempt to improve at least. And and that's what had to happen. And then we, you know, we bring in a quarterback to battle uh, Rashada. He said that he talked to Rashada beforehand during Rashada's exit interview on the season and said, I'm going to bring yeah. in a quarterback. Competition is good. And Rashada was open to it. And he brought in a quarterback who he told, it's going to be a competition. It's not your job. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I like it. You know, that's going to, as always, when you have a quarterback question, that's going to be the kind of the easy thing to focus on in the offseason, the, the clearest thing. Um, it's the names, you know, you know, I mean, Rashada became kind of a kind of a face of the program this year. Even though he only played three games, you know, he, he started the opening two games and then the last one and true freshman and all of that. And, uh, you know. We've discussed Jaden Daniels at length over the years, um, and the fact that he was basically just crowned the guy before ever really probably you know having taken a snap at practice. It feels like like you know it was like this is this is your thing, and I don't think that was beneficial for him. I, I mean, I think you saw competition bring out the best in him at LSU. He had to go win that job, and it looked like he wasn't going to in the spring before his first year there, the reviews were bad and he ends up, you know, starting two years and playing really well. So I, I, you know, I'll come back to it. I think it's a good thing that, you know, let's, let's push the kid and, and see if he responds well. And if he doesn't, then we have another option. Yeah. And this is to me, one of those good problems, you know, like, We've got two guys who want to compete and who are willing to compete and think they can win the job. Good. So, For that, sure. Then somebody's sure, going to yeah. win the job, and that's yeah. going to be good. I mean, it's it's ideal if you have a you know, uh, you know, a Bryce Young coming back who won the Heisman, or a Caleb Williams, or or you know, not even a former Heisman winner, but you know, let's say you know Alabama next year is going to have Milrow back, and Georgia next year is going to have Beck, and that's great when you have that scenario. But more often than not, you know, you you have some question there, and I I think we certainly have questions, and and so I don't I did not think I saw enough from Jaden Rashada to just say twenty twenty four it's all you man, like you you know as long as you show up you're the starting quarterback. No, I I, I mean I saw some promise, but not enough to to just you know like hand him the the baton and say it's all yours. Like make him make him earn it, and hopefully he does. Hopefully he you know has a great spring and puts on some weight and and you know 
gets in the playbook even more. And he, by the opener, is just like, man, this guy won the job. He's earned it. And, and we're full go with him. That's the ideal outcome, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm glad they did that. And, you know, I'm glad it seems like he's going to stick around. Um, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me if he had bolted. So uh, I'm glad he hasn't yet. I'll just say yet because, you know, we don't know what the future holds. But still spring uh, you ball. Know, I, I hope he continues to stick around. Yeah. No, there's still spring ball. There's still the chance there he is. leaves. There is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I still think, you know, like you got to be, you got to be alert to post spring transfers too. You know, if you, if you don't see enough from these two guys, you know, is, is there somebody out there? I mean, it's a short window in, in the post spring, but is there somebody out there who, you know, might be an option to be a one year starter or something like that? Because, you know, as we've discussed, like 2023 was a complete honeymoon year for Kenny Gillingham. Complete, total, like, uh, you know, nothing was his fault type of thing. And, and, and I don't mean that sarcastically. Like yeah. the general feel was like, this, this is a mess. You inherited a mess. We're not going to hold you responsible for any of this mess. Yeah. But you, that doesn't last into a second year. It, you know, it just can't anymore. And, and so, you, you know, you got to take a step forward next year. Even if that step forward is only five and seven, you know, to to be in the mix for a bowl till late in the year would at least show a sign of progress. Yeah, and I'm hoping they can do better than that. Oh yeah, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, still waiting on a you know schedule. We know our opponents, but we don't know the dates and all that stuff because apparently the Big Twelve likes to promise a schedule in December, but then not put it out in December. This is the second year in a row that's happened. Uh, that, you know, I guess it's just something we got to get used to. Yeah. But we'll find out. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe uh, maybe in the next few years, you know, Florida State will be in the conference with us or something like that. Yeah. It'll just be three conferences. It'll be the SEC be. and the and the Big Ten. And then and the every Big other team will come 35 to the teams. Yeah. 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 It, it very well might be. It's crazy. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's. We could discuss that in the future when maybe something more happens or comes out. But yeah, it seems like there's there's unrest at Florida State, and I can't say I'm surprised. Well, uh, was, you know, you know, there was Chip Kelly's statement, which I think generally was well received, and I think it is just aligned with something that I've been saying a lot, and you've been saying mm-hmm. a lot, which is there's no reason why every program has to go, and and I think. No, I think I that's what you're seeing with, you know, the the two year grace period that the Pac-12's two teams are getting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. now talk they're going to sign. You know, they signed the football deal with the WAC, and they're yeah. going to sign the a basketball and most other sports deal with the West Coast Conference. West Coast, right? And, it's and like, maybe Big Twelve for baseball, apparently. Yeah, and it's a possibility, like, I guess. Yeah, that should kind of be. Like when Ch- the thing that Chip Kelly said that resonated with me was UCLA and Arizona softball should play each other. Like, uh, sure, I, sure, I, I think I, he's and right. I agree with him. Um, the interesting thing, like, I agree with his idea. I'm just not sure it's practical given where we are because his idea is essentially like, hey, you know, football should just basically be one. I mean, I think he even said it like one super conference. Yeah. 
great plan, except, you know, ABC and Disney didn't spend all that money on the SEC to not have SEC football. Well, and, and, and Fox didn't spend all that money on the Big Ten to not have Big Ten football. So I, I just don't know if it's practical. I, I love the idea if it, could, if it could happen. Well, and I think – I don't think there will be a super conference. And what I do think is going to happen – I saw this, and I know that some people are taking it as a doomsday, and I think maybe you might even take it that way. But it's going to be kind of like a super league, and it's going to be the, you know, the conference of the twelve football teams who are profitable, or the twenty-five football teams who are, you know, yeah. generating the, you know, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, sure, sure. Clemson. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, who else do do people care to watch? Notre Dame, if they want in? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's it's a concept that's been out there for a while, and it, I mean, it, it could certainly be the future. I, I don't, I don't know that I would say it. I think it's a doomsday. I, I don't know that I want it though either. I mean, I think part of the charm of college football is. You know, the Ohio State goes on the road and plays Maryland. And it's like, well, can they, you know, can they? Yeah, they should win. And most of the time they do. But sometimes they struggle and sometimes they lose. And, and you know, I, I, that's just one example. But, it, like, I don't know if I, you know, because then it just feels like we got a junior NFL. If, if you get, you know, 30 or 40 schools and they just play each other. And it's like, well, I mean, if I want that, I can watch the NFL on Sunday. I'm not sure that that's the outcome that's a good thing, but I, I I do think it's probably, I don't know if in the next five years it happens, but I could see it, you know, a decade plus from now being the case. Yeah, I, that's what I, I'm getting at. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, so much is changing, and there's still so much change that could happen. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, like college football Saturday where, you know, do we love it when, you know, Michigan plays Texas? That's a non-conference game next year. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. It's going to get a lot of eyeballs. But, like, is it also okay when Texas plays UTSA? I kind of think it is. Like, I, I think that's that's what makes college football different than the NFL. Is, you know, in the NFL, you know, the, the Vikings don't play uh, somebody who, you know, has almost no chance to match up with them, but it's sort of that David Goliath. Like, that doesn't happen. But in college, it does. And I kind of like that. I'm not sure I want that to go away. Yeah. I mean, you just, you won't see the Appalachian State upset. No, no, know? exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's one of those things that I feel like sounds better in theory than it would be in practice to have, you know, the top 32 programs and they only play each other you know, I think like initially it'd be like, wow, this is really cool. There's no, you know, there's no uh, 35 point spread games in week three. But then I think it'd be like, well, you know, like what happened to the, you know, what happened to that concept of, you know, uh, mighty USC going to Pullman and having to, having to play an overmatched, but, but, you know, surprisingly, you know, plucky Washington State team. Like, those those are the things that kind of make college football fun, I feel like. And if yeah. we get away from that, I don't know that that's good, but there's a lot of things about what's happened that I'm not sure it's good. I mean, 
you know, should USC be playing in the same conference as Rutgers? No, I don't. I don't think so. And I'm, I'm not, not sure anybody thinks University that's of Central good, Florida. That's where we are. I mean, we're playing with UCF and Cincinnati. I know. I know. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Stanford and you know, or Cal plays Miami this year, a conference game this coming season. Like, but, but what have we done here? Like, it's really one of those things you take a step back and think, like, what, what have we done that, you know, uh, uh, Miami and the San Francisco area are considered in the same conference? Yeah, it's because it doesn't, it, no one cares about the logistics. It's just going to lead to a better TV deal, which is fine. Like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the ACC was scrambling. I, I get it. Like, Cal and Stanford were scrambling. The ACC is scrambling because they needed to make sure. From what I've heard, like if the if the league fell before fell below fourteen teams, then the grant of rights falls apart. Yeah, and so they're trying to plug in case somebody tries to bolt. Then not everybody can bolt, basically. Yeah. So I, I get it, but they're, at the same time, I don't get it. They're solving <laughs> yeah, for Florida State. I, I, yeah, yeah, they're cushioning themselves to make sure that. If Florida State leaves, that you know North Carolina and Virginia and Virginia Tech and NC State and Georgia, you know, all just follow them out the door, basically. Yeah, well, because the thing is, Florida State is—I really, truly believe—no longer messaging. They are reaching the point where they are going to say, "I don't care how much it costs." Yeah, We're, we yeah. we don't want this anymore. I think you're right, and yet they've got to have. I mean, this is, this is they like, gotta go somewhere. It's like, you know, firing your coach, like you, you know, you need to, you need to have a plan in mind. You need to have a destination. And yeah. You gotta be able to go one. somewhere. Yeah. And is, is the big 12 going to be an improvement for them? I don't know if it is. I mean, maybe it is, but if that's their landing spot, which I'm sure the big 12 would take them, uh, you know, I'm sure. I mean, this your yeah. mark guy has like an insatiable appetite for expansion. Um, but is, I mean, are you better off if you get in the big 10 or the sec? Yeah, you're probably better off, but I don't know. I mean, is, is the appetite there in those conferences to expand even further? Yeah. It seems like no, for the sec, especially, and I, you know, kind of, you know, feels like the sec has been pretty steadfast that like we're doing the texas oklahoma thing we're going to go to 16 and we're good we're not we're not looking for any more the big 10 who knows they they sent the message out there that we're not looking for any more and then they went and got oregon and washington so who could say yeah um we're not going to solve that there is no solving it yeah. not tonight or maybe ever Another thing that seems to be an insolvable problem is ASU basketball. Yeah. Um, I went and saw him last night. It didn't look great. The, you know, took on Northwestern, scored 13 points in the first half, ended on an 11-1 to run going the wrong way. Yeah. Um, not, not good. I mean, you know, up front, Northwestern's a good team. Uh, you know, like they they were in the top twenty five. They lost last week to bad team and fell out. But they're a good team. And, you know, good coach got a really good player that Boo Booey kid, which is also a great name. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, down 36 to 13 at the half against just about anybody is poor. Well, and it's a neutral site game, but runs in the second half, you know, played a little, little pressure defense, but never got it inside of, I think, I think 16 was maybe the closest it was. And it's an allegedly neutral site game. Yeah. And and it felt like it. There weren't a lot of ASU fans there. Uh, There wasn't a lot. I mean, it was fairly, I mean, it wasn't empty, but it certainly wasn't a a loaded crowd. It got more crowded as the game went along because the U of A fans started to show up for the second game. Um, So yeah, just, just, um, they just don't look that good. I mean, that's the bottom line. They just, uh, you know, I'm not seeing it yet. Now, we are helped in some ways by the fact that the Pac-12 outside of Arizona appears to be just complete crap. So, you know, yeah. like, we're part of it. I'm not saying we're not. But there's not going to be that many games on the schedule that it's like, whoa, I don't know that we can win this. Because well, it appears to be a very bad conference this year. Well, and also, if something happens and Arizona gets tripped up, yeah. the, the conference tournament... You know, right. if it's not Arizona, it could be anybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm not saying we're, you know, uh, not, like I said, we're part of that pile of crap right now. We're six and five. We haven't really got any, you know, good wins to, to speak of. Uh, we've got a couple of bad losses. But, you know, UCLA looks really bad. Uh, USC hasn't. Now, they, they may, you know, they got some young talent. Maybe they'll find their stride. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just Cal's terrible, Stanford's average, you know, like, so like, well, uh, Hey, maybe getting into conference play is exactly what we need because maybe we can find a little inspiration. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, You know, now the downside of that is, you know, you're probably not looking at a conference that's going to have a lot of tournament bids. No, I I don't know how many (laughs) feels too early to handicap that, but. I mean, well, I don't could think you be, could you be looking at a one bid league if Arizona wins the conference tournament? I, I yes. think it's possible. I absolutely think that that could be what happens. Um, I also think that our non-conference record is such that, barring like a fifteen win, yeah, fourteen yeah. win conference season, like we need We're to win the conference it. tournament to get it. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, it, you know. <laughs> I agree. We don't have the the resume builders to be like, well, you know, we went eleven and seven. That should put a like. It's not going to. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to be really, really good in the conference, or you know, win three or four in a row in the final Pac-12 tournament in Vegas, um, which is you know has never been our friend uh, over the years. Like we've we've. Uh, been a, a, a nightmare most of the time in the conference tournament since it restarted in the 2000s yeah no it's uh it's not good which leads to the broader question of bobby hurley's tenure and yeah i you know look there's a lot of change in the athletic department conference there change etc there is yeah i mean and, new ad coming in makes that question one that has to be at least explored because you have to think that the new AD is not going to get to make a mark in football. Like, no, should not. I mean, you know, I got, 
not right off the bat. I mean, we got to give this guy a chance. Well, and he's got so, a five. He's got five more years on his deal. So exactly, exactly. You know, so yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Um, you know, we've discussed this. I've thought about it a fair amount over the last year or so. Like, I wish that we'd gotten more out of Bobby Hurley's tenure thus far. But the more I think about it, the more I think I'm not sure I blame him for not having it. No. I'm not sure anybody would be doing any better here with with the general state of the athletic department and the more specific lack of give a you know you fill in the word I'll say crap about the basketball program. Uh, I mean they they've just done nothing to boost the basketball program really in any way since weather up, which was what 15 years ago, something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's probably not even cutting edge anymore. It was considered to be a great, you know, but I'm sure we've been passed by in that department as well. And certainly the arena is, is uh, you know, a black eye for the program. And we don't do anything about it. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure young John Wooden would be doing any better here. No, I mean, it's... It's more a question of change for change's sake. Yeah. Either yeah. for him or for us. Is it just like, hey, what else is out there? Um, well, and I continue to be surprised he's still here, that he hasn't sought out a change. Because uh, I'm sure there have been opportunities, you know, not necessarily to go to, you know, Kentucky or Duke, or, you know, but like he could have gone back east and coached for a big east team or an american conference or something like that would have would have been relatively uh, i mean i don't want to say easy but i'm sure the opportunity would have been there if he wanted it yeah and apparently he hasn't wanted it which i don't quite understand given you know the stuff that happened with his wife and the booster and ray anderson not really you know backing him given the lack of of you know support for the basketball program i mean I've said it to you before, he must just love living in Phoenix because there isn't much else that makes me think like, well, this is why he's still here. Yeah. There's got to be something between him and his family that is very appealing about this location. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe the new boss is what he wants because I don't think he and Ray Anderson were super tight over the last few years. Doesn't feel like. Uh, you know, so maybe that's what he wants, but yeah, who knows? I mean, the first question is who is that new AD? We have no idea. Uh, is it going to be somebody who, you know, has an athletic background? I hope so. Do they have any, you know, relationships in basketball that they're going to want to bring in somebody or, or do we bring in another, you know, football executive who doesn't even seem to know anything about basketball? It's like, well, yeah, sure. They'll keep Bobby Hurley because why not? Yeah, I mean, I. So, we didn't plan on talking about the AD search, but can I tell you that my my hopes of a Greg Byrne announcement are rising on the idea that they're waiting till the Alabama football season ends? <laughs> like, <laughs> I see, I, see, I thought you were going to go the opposite way that like. They're falling because reality set in that like there's no way leaving Alabama for this job. Only because of the money. I just think like, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You well from what standpoint? The money that we would pay him. Yeah. Because I mean, the Alabama sure Athletic Department has more money. For, 
course, we're still paying Ray a lot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I look, I told you when we first discussed it, like, yes, I'm intrigued by the idea. Do I think it has much realistic chance of happening? No. no. And, I, and I, don't. I don't, I don't really think it'll happen. <laughs> I mean, it's, but I it's just, one of those that I guess until you're turned down, you know, like it's, it's like asking the, you know, the, the <laughs> best looking cheerleader to prom. Like, well, until you ask, like there's still a chance she'll say yes. Yeah. More likely than not, she's going to say no, but you know, yeah. I mean, maybe it's one of those crazy, like, yeah, sure. Oh, why not? I'll yeah. give you a shot. So, anyway, that was just my my own personal. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Who knows when there's going to be an answer? Uh, you you would hope that at least by the end of the academic year, that that we've got an answer. Uh, I mean, I, that's a ways off. I'd like to have it sooner than that. Um, but you know, you've got an interim person in place, so it's like I guess there's not a super urgency to do it. The Bobby Hurley question, though, does become. I mean, if you don't have one by the end of the basketball season, then what? When he's not on some super long deal, because we went through this last off season, right? Where we just gave him the deal we had to give him. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you could move on. He could move on. Um, And you're right. It could be just one of those like, hey, it's time to make a change for change's sake. but again, I, I mean, I'll say it like I, I had big time hopes for the Bobby Hurley era. They have not been fulfilled. But just the more I think about it, the more I see, I, I, I don't know that I blame him for much of that. There's mm-hmm. probably a little bit of blame on him. I'm not going to let him completely off the hook. But, but uh, you know, I'm not sure that many people would be doing that much better. Well, we have the thing with the Hurley era is we have tasted the success we have. Like we've had we the have. moments where you're like oh he all like he could put it together it could yeah. all put, and then i mean i i will i will never forget the <laughs> couple of days after we beat kansas here but you know you and i mm-hmm. went to that game and and for that you know like 48 hour or so window just that feeling of like this is really like about to happen we are we are about to you know take that escalator up and and not come back down and we lost the next game i think to what princeton yeah. if i remember right yeah. and, it, and it's just been a lot of that under him that like these moments that you thought i mean both both years we beat kansas we had really good non-conference well, I mean, we were the number three team in the country yeah. and then we played arizona and it was like oh yeah if we won that game we were probably gonna move to number one yeah i mean like because whoever was number one i think had lost i can't remember yeah. who it was but, you know, like we had that shot and both years, both of those years that we beat Kansas, we, we kind of fell apart conference season and barely squeaked into the tournament, even though we had, you know, entered conference season as considered a, you know, a really top notch team, and, you know, and, and it's just like, I mean, what, we've been to the tournament three times under him, right? All, all three in the first four. Am I remembering right? Ye- well, Yes. The two years in and a then, row. Yeah, and, and then, then the and COVID then just, year. Uh, would, last year. Yeah, and the COVID oh, year. Yeah, the COVID year would have probably been a fourth, and maybe that one we wouldn't have been in the first four, but who knows. We, you know, that's also one of those I always go back to, like, yeah, we probably would have made it. We would have made it as, like, a 10 or 11 seat. But we and really like pointing that out. 
Uh, we do. We do. I mean, it's just it's just like the baseball program that continues to, you know, get that like subtle. Med- well, we would have won the national championship in 2020. Like, nah, probably not, honestly, because, yeah. you know, how many teams have the number one pick and win the national title? Not that many. Uh, we hadn't played really anybody good that year yet to really even see how good that team was. But, you know, it's easy to say we that was, that was our special year. We were and, built for that year. But yeah. And the basketball program can't do the same because we played like 95 percent of the season uh baseball has the advantage or you know whatever you want to say of you know most of it was unknown basketball we we knew we weren't that good yeah we would have made the tournament and yeah every year there's a 10 or 11 seed that you know gets to the sweet 16 or elite eight maybe that would have been us who knows but most likely it wouldn't have been us because it wasn't that great of a team it was a decent team would have been nice to see how they could have finished but more, you know, most likely they're they're going out in the round of sixty four. Yeah. Well, this team probably not. We'll going. be lucky to find a round of sixty four. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough, man. Uh, you know, it just there's such a there's just kind of a dead feeling around ASU basketball. I feel like, and you you could maybe take out the word basketball and just say ASU. Yeah. Not football. Absolutely. I mean, there is there is some spark with football because of Dillingham, but other than that, it just doesn't but, feel like there's there's much spark. Well, and the spark with Dillingham does, to me at least, feel like one guy who's just trying desperately to light yes. a fire with a bunch of damp wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might get there, but but it also might not. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, it's it's new as well, and that always helps. New always makes you like, you know, this this limitless potential, and that's why I say like, next year feels important. Not important like oh he's got to win the conference or or bust, but you know you just like you're right. The the wood is is damp and it's hard to light that fire. But a six six season would give us like okay hey maybe we maybe we got some matches. Maybe yeah. we can get this done. Yeah, no, I mean, he, if it's possible for a guy, a coach, to will it into existence, he will do it. Like, he's... I agree. All of, I the, agree. All of the energy, hype, and, and emotion, passion, I don't think it's fake. And no, I, I agree. And I, I think he wants it. This is not Dennis Erickson, late-term Dennis Erickson. This is not any time of his term... Herm Edwards. <laughs> you know. No, I I agree with you. He 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 does have a passion for it. Uh, it does feel like he wants to be great here, and you know wants to make it. And and it, I don't want to like I don't want to be a total downer, but that's a little bit what worries me in a weird way. Is like God, if we see him broken down and and lose the fight, like what then? I mean, I hate to be that way, but it, like this was the type of coach that you and I both wanted, and and he is that type of coach. And yet, there's this feeling of like, man, if he can't do it, then who can? I'm willing to roll the dice, though, because like, oh, oh, me too, me too. I'm not saying that I'm not like, I, and and I don't want to be that way. Trust me, I know that sounds like God, such a you know depressed fan. But as you know, I'm down on the state of ASU athletics right now. Yeah. And Ray Anderson being gone is a good thing, but his replacement being hired by Michael Crow doesn't 
fill me with optimism. And so there's just this part of me that feels like, aren't we going to see the, the, the optimism and the life and the energy of Dillingham drained? You know, I, I hope not, but I hope in two, three years, we're not talking about like, man, it just seems like they've, they've beaten him down to, he's just going through the motions or he's out of here because it just felt like I, I can't do it and I don't have the support. I, I can't make it happen. There is a small part of me, a very small part of me, that thinks Michael Crow's just going to say, you know, we don't need an AD. We should just take that money and invest it in real estate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll just we'll just do it by committee. We'll hire, like, three senior associate ADs and just break up the job among them. Yeah, and, and look, he'll be he'll just do it because it's not that hard. He he doesn't. I, mean, care. I sort of feel like he's been doing it for the last couple of years. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it kind of like behind the scenes. I don't know this to be true, but it really sort of feels like Ray was neutered. And I'm not saying that's bad, by the way. No. Uh, but neutered to have Michael Crow run the show is bad. I, uh, you know that that. Uh, We'll go back to it. I'll, we'll probably be talking about it for a decade or more. That that you know, sham of media availability after the Big Twelve move just was so enlightening for so many reasons. And one of them being, it just felt like Ray Anderson was a puppet at that point. Well, and he, it was funny because you know you think about it, and it's like <clears throat> Ray Anderson did the bare minimum in that meeting. Like, yeah, he physically attended. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But he insulted our new conference. Uh huh. Insulted our old conference. Yeah. Didn't represent ASU at all. Yeah. In in what he was wearing, hat, shirt, anything. Uh, Yeah. And and just seemed to be Michael Crow's kind of like you know punching bag, almost like you know well you know I told Ray to do this. (laughs) You know it just it was again. There was so much to take from that, almost none of it good. And yeah. and one of the things among many was that it just felt like he had no respect for, for an employee that he should respect if he's going to be in that position of power. Absolutely. Now, the flip side is Ray probably didn't deserve that respect. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a kind of like one of those catch 22s, like, ah, uh, I mean, can I be mad at Michael Crow for disrespecting the job Ray Anderson was doing? No. But yet, he hired him and he kept him in place. So, yeah, I guess I can't be. Yeah. No, it's... uh, It's a messy time. It's really quite something. Uh, Look, we will be back. We are going to discuss the college football playoff where... I will be, for the first time in a long time, when Alabama is in, not rooting for Alabama. Um, you going for the Horns because they were your preseason pick? I, I'm rooting for the whoever wins the Texas-Washington game is who I will root for to win it all. Okay. Um, and I I want Texas for my pick, but I'm also fine if it's Washington. Like, I, whoever that is, the, I will root for the Pac-12. Yeah. One, one final Pac-12 run. Yeah. I can see that. I also um, like the uh, the drama of if you do that, and then Washington State and Oregon State, who both hate Washington, say, "Yeah, thanks. We're going to take all that money." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, crazy. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it next week. We'll we'll uh, 
make some picks. I, I still, I said it to you after the playoff was announced. I still feel like this is the direction I'm leaning that I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the two one loss teams, not the undefeated teams, uh, which feels weird, but it just feels like they're the better teams. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. This is uh, we we should we should enjoy it because you know next year at this time we'll have already made our picks for the round of. 12 the, the first round i guess and and uh you know it'll feel it'll feel different good bad i don't know but it'll feel different so you know we'll we'll, we'll enjoy this last round of four until next time he's matt i'm ben it's the ben matt sportscast